Welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. We got a great show for you guys today. Mac Thompson, Grayson Miller on the show. Charlie Thompson's brother. You know him. You love him. Talking college football here. Obviously, everything going on right now. It's the hottest topic. Along with the NBA and um, PGA Championship that just finished up this past weekend. The only thing that we didn't touch on was the MLB. Um, We just kind of skipped over that because, you know, baseball. But um, the Astros definitely in the spotlight um, here recently. Their hitting coach, Alex Cintron, I think that's how you pronounce that, suspended 20 games by the MLB. Um, I mean, if you watch the video, John Boy Media, obviously, I'm not going to lie, he's got the best breakdowns for MLB that he's really the reason I started watching it. He's really got a good breakdown. I mean, Alex was egging the guy on, Ramon Laureano um, of the Athletics. He's suspended six games. But you can see in the video, the batting coach for the Astros is just egging him on and all you know basically charges him. And, of course, uh, Ramon is going to, uh, you know, stand up for himself I guess you could say another interesting foil to that is that Ramon was traded from the Astros here recently too so like I said John Boy Media go look him up he's got a breakdown of that and um, it's pretty good there also just show notes uh, that we missed we were actually recording during these games tonight. Damian Lillard hit 61 tonight, and he joined Wilt Chamberlain as the only player to uh, two of the only players to score over 60 three times in a season. So I mean that's uh, pretty good. The Blazers are still in the back of the pack, I believe. They still have a few more games left to go um, to clinch any kind of uh, yeah. They're they're 33 and nine, 33 and 39. Um, so they still got a few more games to go to, to clinch a playoff seed, but um, they're sitting at nine right now. It'll be interesting to see for them for sure. I mean, we talk a little bit. Uh, actually, they just switched to the eighth seed. I just refreshed it. Um, we're talk- we talk about that in the podcast. Portland, Memphis, and Phoenix are all kind of flip-flopping right now. They're all on the edge. So um, definitely something to watch. Dame going off tonight. Also, Giannis got ejected for headbutting Mo Wagner. Um, that was another thing that we had missed because it was happening, and um, I'm not sure. I, I, they must have gotten to a scuffle or something, but um, I had expected to see some kind of uh, suspension, but Giannis is the NBA's golden boy right now, so that's probably not going to happen. But, um, yeah, so check that out if you if you haven't uh, seen it already. Also, a word from Gunner. Um, he couldn't be with us today. He had some scheduling issues. Um Mike Tyson over this past weekend or recently they had rescheduled him and Roy Jones Jr.'s fight um, that was supposed to be sometime soon. They rescheduled it to November 28th. This is basically the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, Gunner just wanted to add that there's this conspiracy theory going on. A lot of people are saying that he's moving that to after Thanksgiving because if there's no college football going on, there's not many sports going on, by that time the NBA will probably be over. That will be one of the only sports events going on at the time. So Mike Tyson trying to capitalize on that and um, get a little a little bit more viewers because if they did it you know, sometime in September, then 
there'd be more sports going on. So he just wanted to add that. <laughs> Shout out, Gunner. Before we get to the interview, it, it I kind of glazed over it, but didn't really get into it as much as I wanted to. College football right now. Um, the implications that Trevor Lawrence and many other players have put forward, the proposals, I guess you could say, um, for a player's union. I mean, this is revolutionary in college football. Nothing like this has ever happened, and I, I'm sure it hasn't happened for college athletes. You have a system where the NCAA is basically ruling over all of the conferences and the schools, you know, the, the schools play in the NCAA. And, um, I mean, you go down the chain of command and a lot of, for football, a lot of them, it's controlled by the presidents and CEOs of the conferences. And then the school presidents also have control over whether or not their schools are going to play as well. The implications of a college football players union is huge. This is a ins- insane time for college football right now. Obviously, with the COVID nineteen stuff, there's um, health worries. There's eligibility concerns. There's concerns for tuition, scholarships, housing, medical attention, all that good stuff. But even if it wasn't during a pandemic, the fact that players are pushing for a union. And pushing their voice, it hasn't happened in such a way as it is now. And I think it's definitely something to look at. I mean, obviously, most of these guys are going to be 18, 19, 20-year-old. They're younger. I mean, I'm looking, I'm 23 now, and I was thinking the other day, when I was 21, I was still pretty stupid. Like, (laughs) you're very young coming into college, and um, these athletes are from probably the day they started playing football they were courted by these coaches and you know trying to get them to go to their schools and there's no telling how much that they can believe a coach is actually telling them and so for their voice to be heard during a time like this is incredibly important and it will be important moving forward as well I think what Trevor Lawrence and the rest of these guys are doing is great because obviously we need some kind of representation for the players. There's coaches and and um, presidents and conferences that are all unified, but there hasn't been anything like this for the amateur college football level. And I'm sure, I mean, this is probably one of the biggest sports, if not the biggest sport in college, and it'll probably trickle down to other sports. But right now... It's a great start. Hats off to Trevor Lawrence for being brave. I mean, we kind of, I'm not sure if we touched on it on the podcast, but he could literally just not play this season and go straight to the NFL and probably get drafted in the first round, you know? So um, Jacksonville's tanking for Trevor now, and I'm sure a couple other teams will be too. We'll see. But hats off to him. That's, you know, showing selflessness. He's risking a lot by trying to uh, make his voice louder and showing incredible leadership. I mean, outstanding leadership for sure. So that's a little Berg's word segment. Once again, reintroducing that. Um, Today's show, Grayson and Mac Thompson. We had a great conversation with them. We talked about college football. We talked about NBA, um, had a SpongeBob reference in there. It's a great time. Hope you guys enjoy 
Thank you all for listening once again. And here they are, Grayson and Mac. Okay, we welcome on two very special guests. We welcome back two very special guests, Grayson Miller and Mac Thompson. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me again. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure to have you guys. So we'll just go around. We also have Matt with us as well. I'm chewing on ice. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll go around the room. Obviously, the hot topic right now, we'll just cover some current events. The hot topic right now, college football. Um, Today is Tuesday the 11th. The Pac-12 and Big Ten announced that they will be postponing their seasons along with um, MAC and the Mountain Mountain West Conference. They're, They're... Moving to spring or they're canceling their season, Matthew? The only reports that I read is that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten will try to play in the spring of 2021. Okay. I I don't know about the MAC. Well, and the MAC, too. Yeah. And Mountain West. So, right now, we're looking at the SEC and ACC and Big 12 being the only conferences playing right now. Um, Do you guys see the the SEC shutting down or the ACC shutting down right now? And what do you guys think is going to play out for the rest of these conferences? It just means more in the SEC, so (laughs) we're going to have a season for sure. And either teams are going to join us or players are going to join us, and we're going to have a super conference. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I just think it's interesting, the idea of having an expanded conference. I don't know how or if that would even work. But I think that that would just be the coolest thing is if they left the decision up to each individual university as opposed to conferences. And then from there they moved into, okay, either geographically or I don't know, some other way that they can split the teams up um, into uh, different conferences just based on this current year. Right. Um, yeah, the big thing was, I mean, Nebraska out the gate was like, please let us play somewhere else. So, I mean, that's obviously a, a thought. And then with Clemson, too, uh, people, I mean, I personally think that Clemson should be having a SEC schedule this season. I mean, that would be pretty sweet. There's exactly. a couple ACC teams in there, too, probably Florida State, maybe UNC, that would could probably play in the SEC um, it just depends on how many games you actually want to have in your season. So, um, but yeah, Nebraska out the gate was like the first ones, and I think Iowa too. Yeah, ne- yeah. yeah, Nebraska and uh, Iowa, Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State. Right. I think they were they were the three that voted against moving, canceling the season. Right, and it's interesting. Um, it's crazy that the the NCAA doesn't have like a blanket thing for all these. They're leaving it up to the conferences and one interesting tweet that I saw on Twitter too, was that um, the uh, Mark Titus tweeted it. The NCAA has, doesn't have a championship for college football. It's just like they leave it up to the conferences to decide who's like the championship, the champion. Whereas like in basketball, you have the NCAA champion or whatever else. So I think this could definitely lead to like a college football commissioner or committee yeah because ncaa like doesn't do anything yeah. with all this like all, it's all ad's and college presidents presidents deciding, which yeah. sucks is like all these players want to play but they're Hashtag not we want to play yeah they don't they don't have <laughs> yeah. like an opportunity to say 
that or they don't have their own say of how the season's going to go or what's going to happen. Right. And that's what's crazy about Trevor Lawrence's uh like tweet thing that he's been going on here recently. The implementation of a players union in the NCAA is like crazy. I mean, it's never been done before, you know, so mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see. I think one of the big um concerns right now with having football is like it, it it comes down to money for a big part of it i think you you can't have stadiums packed with people so the football programs aren't going to make as much money um but one of the bigger controversies surrounding these decisions is like okay you're going to let all the students go to class even though they're you know using the safety precautions but you're not going to let athletes play their sports like you know, yeah. where, where where's the balance there? I think that's a, the bigger question going to these seasons. Well, so. I mean, like the thing is, it's better for them to stay at school on campus because the facilities, the doctors, everything's there for them if they get sick. Right. Although, if you go home, you have a you know bigger chance of getting sick with the uh, virus. Right. Well, that's what Saban said. Is he was talking about how the players are most likely not going to get the virus from actually being on the field and playing football. They're going to get it when they're off the field, either when they're home. In Tigerland. Yeah, or doing something. <laughs> yeah. So he brought up the issue of why have we now focused on football as opposed to just school in general. Yeah. So if, if we have school, then what's the what's the harm in having football? Because when it, whenever they're actually playing football, the chances of them getting it is probably not – super high right one of the biggest things too when this whole thing started out and i have two things to say about that is one the testing they didn't know how much they were going to be able to test and now it's obvious that like we're getting tested a lot more so the the tests seem to be more abundant than they were in march also everybody keeps criticizing the ncaa and the nfl because they like didn't have a plan for this and they had all this time. But the thing is, of course they didn't have a plan because this thing was changing week to week. Every single week it was like a different thing. So it's hard to come up with a plan when you have to make a, a, a season within weeks of the season actually yeah. starting. So, Well, and one of the main reasons why all the presidents got together and had this emergency, emergency meetings this weekend was because the coronavirus, now there's like a heart there's like a heart effect or something like that. Yeah. That, that could affect some of the players. I know that, that was like disproved though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, I'm yeah. not a doctor. The only downside if we do expand a uh, giant conference is oh, yeah. like, is the playoffs still going to be enacted? How the rankings going to change up? Like, right, yeah. It's just, like, it's almost if you win the championship, you might as well get an asterisk across your name because you're not playing like Pac-12 is the weakest conference. None of them are going to. Yeah, they're, no. they're not joining no matter what. Yeah, no. they also geographically are in the worst spot because most of the best teams are on the East Coast and in the South. Right. So. Yeah. And it, you know another problem is that if if the SEC, ACC, and Big Twelve decide to play, then other kids from other co- schools and other conferences they're going to want to transfer because yeah they're not going to lose in their they're not going to lose their eligibility, but they're going to lose a um. You know, a season they're not gonna get to play, and I think that it would it'd be catastrophic for schools because then they would have to rebuild, you know, yeah. go and they just they would have to rebuild from scratch. But it's not only for just this season. Recruits coming in can look at the way that the programs have handled this situation, and they can say, okay, they are making decisions not based on what we as players would want, or they're going against what 
um, some of these top programs are doing. So why would I choose to go to a university who doesn't value the player, doesn't value the opinion of the player versus going to an institution that when you're in the heat of the moment and everyone's saying that you shouldn't do something that they listen to the players and have their best interest or at least their best opinions. Yeah. 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 Uh, it sucks too, because if the sec ends up getting canceled, I mean, this slate of sec games is going to be crazy. The, just the thought of all these new coaches too, with Mike Leach and, uh, Mike Leach, uh, Missouri's coach, Eli Drinkowitz. (laughs) I guess that's his last name. I'm not sure. Um, What's Lane Kiffin. Lane, Lane Kiffin, Kiffin. yeah. Lane yeah. Kiffin. <laughs> the <laughs> SEC champion's going to be like a three-loss team. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. At least two losses. Right. Yeah, that's another thing, too, if, if Clemson joins or Nebraska joins the conference, then they're going to get – Ohio State, too, I think their head coach said that we want to play the whole – jumped on board with that as well. So Speaking of Ohio State, like, that's the number one team I feel sorry for just because of Justin Fields' talent and potential. Yeah. Yeah, and he only had one year with him. I should have thought, or I thought they were going to beat Clemson last year, but referees and all that. Yeah. I'm glad well, we played he Clemson. Did, <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did throw interception. Yeah, that he last play was bad. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I did not want to play Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> that yeah, that scary. would have been <laughs> Joe Burrow might not be playing right now. Um, also, uh, in the vein of college football, huge news in the state of Louisiana today. Jamal, or not today, this this past this is a, week. Yeah, this past Sunday, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jamal Pettigrew from LSU to McNeese State University. Coach Wilson had some words about that, Matthew? Yeah, uh, Frank Wilson um, successfully got Jamal Pettigrew to transfer uh, to McNeese State University. Wilson, when Frank Wilson was coaching at LSU in 2016, he was one of the guys that recruited Jamal to come to LSU. So, you know, having those connections to the greater New Orleans area, again, those players – I think it'd be really good for McNeese for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. I mean, probably the biggest, other than the Ogeron guys, probably the biggest player that we've had in a while. Didn't Frank Wilson, he, like, recruited, like, Odell and Jarvis and all them? So he's, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, the yeah, go he did, to yeah. recruit him. Well, he, he was, like, like um, with Mickey Joseph, the wide receiver coach, what he's doing right now, his only area that he focuses on isn't the greater New Orleans area. That's what, because he was, that's what Frank Wilson did because he was a high school coach at O.P. Walker High School in New Orleans. And that's what yeah. – Dang. Jamal Pettigrew was supposed to start either one or two seasons towards ACL. I think he towards other ACL the next season. And then Thaddeus Moss showed up. So he was uh, – yeah. and then he was now supposed Charlie, to – Charlie Dross is coming, and he's whoa. scared of him probably yeah, too. He, he was supposed to start this year, yeah. and Mr. Eric Gilbert showed up. Eric Gilbert, five-star out of Yeah, of yeah Charlie's backup, but, you know. Uh, didn't uh, – what was that book that Coach O was in with Frank Wilson – I can't remember what it was called. Speaking of torn ACLs, Darius Geis on the hot seat. Holy smokes. Three counts, I think, or three events of domestic abuse. Um, Not looking good. I mean, he was immediately removed from um, the Washington football team, which already is dealing with uh, harassment charges as a program. So, yeah, I mean, court documents allege Darius Geis strangled his girlfriend until she was unconscious. Not looking great for him. So... Go Tigers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Meat market. That's what the book's called. Meat market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about recruiting. I think when Coach O was at Ole Miss, I it was believe. His, uh, it was his last season out of Ole Miss in 2007. Yeah. yeah. Guys is not a good person. <laughs> Agreed. I think once um, 
remember when he was getting drafted, and I was like, that he was in the draft with like Nick Chubb. It was, it was 2018, so it was like Nick Chubb, um, who played for Georgia for like eight years. Yeah, yeah. And um, after that draft, I just wasn't. I, I kind of wasn't a fan of Geis anymore because he felt so bad, and just because like he was, he had character issues. That speaking of Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb's rating on Madden is higher than Saquon Barkley's. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> also, since we're, I guess, still kind of talking about college football, Steve Spurrier said that the SEC and the ACC should just play their seasons and winners face off for the national title because one conference was going to win it anyway. I mean, that's pretty much uh, pretty true at this point. So Shots fired. One conference is going to win it anyway, as if anyone other than Clemson had a shot. Right. Yeah. Alabama is – I mean, they still have Nick Saban, their best player, so um, that's tough. Speaking of still in college football, I mean, this is the best sport on the planet. UNC, I keep hearing all these rumblings about their new uh, quarterback, Mac. Have you? Are, is he going to win the Heisman this year, the Sam Howell guy? If there is a Heisman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, think yeah, about yeah. that. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on what happens with the schedule. I mean, if he's going up against SEC defenses, yeah. <laughs> there's a chance that probably not. But yeah. if he's got an ACC schedule, then he'll put up Trevor Lawrence type numbers. Yeah. Um, for sure. Well, yeah. although I guess Trevor Lawrence kind of struggled in the beginning of the season last year. But oh yeah, yeah he did. Um, yeah, I think it just kind of depends on who they're going to be playing and the defenses that they'll be facing. Yeah. Mac Brown, he's building a program for sure at North Carolina. Yeah. The next thing I had is NBA and then Hard Knocks. The Rams and the Chargers. The Rams and the Chargers. Yeah, they had to combine teams because they didn't have enough fans for like both franchises together. They need to go back to San Diego. It's so that, stupid. That, that's a huge mess to me with that whole entire like movement and everything. Yeah. The Rams in Los Angeles, that makes sense. The Raiders, you know, if they would have gone back to L.A., it would have made sense, too. But the Chargers, yeah, they should have stayed in uh, yeah. San Diego. San Diego Super Chargers. I just hate how L.A. tries to be this huge sports team because, in my opinion, they're uh, like sports teams, I guess. Sports town. Yeah. City. It's just, yeah, that one. So, like, they're literally just a basketball town, in my opinion, because the Rams, like, I don't know. Uh, you, you, like, you can like, say baseball, too, because the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, the Dodgers. Yeah, I was yeah. I'm just not a baseball guy. But Lakers is like. I mean, come on. Everybody, everybody's a Lakers fan. Everybody. Also, we were laughing the other day, uh, Kuzma talking about how, like, this is for the Laker fans that stuck around during the losing seasons. Like, yeah, the seasons between Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, two of the greatest basketball players of all time. Like, get out of town. But uh, also, Kuzma hitting that shot uh, last night. It was pretty sweet. Did you see what he said about um – how confident he is that yeah. even if Jesus was guarding him, he'd <laughs> yeah. shoot. <laughs> yeah. That's confidence right there. Yeah, so Hard Knocks is back. Hopefully football is coming back. We're about a month away from NFL football, so it'll be fun to watch Hard Knocks. And um, They seem to be having a season. I mean, the biggest dilemma here with college football is you're not paying the players. So they, it takes less of the, the voluntariness uh, out of it <laughs> that's not really a word but like if you're in the nfl you're getting paid to play and you can opt out if you want to and not get paid but players have a it's a different circumstance for them in college because their scholarship is riding on it and things like that so well, i was just gonna say a little bit to get back to college is i'm very interested to see if they decide to have a season and then we end up going back to school 
And then say a month down the road, a few weeks down the road, if there's like a massive outbreak yeah, of students, yeah. which there already student, is right. in like Georgia, I yeah. think, or something. So. And they send students home from school. Will they at that point say, okay, we're going to continue on playing? Or are they going to say, okay, we made this decision, but now it's even worse. So now we're going to cancel. Yeah. And if you kick, if you, if, if that does happen, then students will be off of campus. So then the, the players, they could just stay on campus and, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it might be safer for I think, them. I think, it'd be, I think it'd be a lot safer if they did that. Yeah. I could have sworn I saw a plan that some universities thought about doing where they tested twice a week. I think it was two or three days after a game and two days before a game. But I don't know how that's going to work. We need to get the test that they do at the White House. It takes like 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, the, the NBA is testing like twice a day. Oh, yeah, like okay. right after your game, I think you get tested. And then like in the mornings, like every morning. Because whenever so, I got tested like a couple weeks back, it, it took like four or five days. And that's yeah, not going to work yeah. if, if we want that. There's not millions of dollars no, no. invested in you, though, Grayson. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hop off, bro. Yeah. But also if we're still following the like the 14-day – quarantine if you do yeah. or if you're exposed or whatever right. so if someone on the team has it and they've been around everyone else on the team say that's on a thursday it's just a bye week then they'll have to quarantine they'll miss that weekend's game and and the following weekend's game yeah so that would be two games that they would have to quarantine and miss yeah two I, I was thinking like i'm like reading like an espn bottom line like you imagine like miles burning out two weeks for covid instead yeah. of like Miles Brennan out two weeks for a hamstring or something. Yeah, 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 that's true. How do you treat it? How what type of injury do you treat it like? And uh, illness. One one thing too. I mean, kudos to the NBA because they have had like zero positive tests their entire time. Westbrook tested positive before he even entered the bubble, and he quarantined and then got better, and um, he was good to go. So if they could figure out how to learn from that, I mean, the NBA really has gotten it down pat, and um kept everybody safe over there so i think most of the worry is just on the coaches of these teams because they're like most of them are or some of them are old yeah like alvin gentry pop but i don't know (laughs) yeah that is true a lot most of the coaches are wearing face masks too coach o drinks like five monsters a day so i think he'll be okay he's safe he's immune yeah and he's been uh all for playing obviously i mean he he said uh, he's got football in his veins so he said like a couple weeks ago he's like if it's twelve o'clock and if it's twelve o'clock and we got to play, we'll play in a cow pasture. Yeah, that's we'll right. We'll go play you anywhere. And he was saying that last year too. Like, come meet us in the parking lot. One all around football thing I just remembered is the Rock bought the XFL. Dude. Oh, so, I forgot yeah. about that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, we, I think we talked about it the last one, but he, we didn't actually he talk could about turn it. that. Like, Absolutely, that, like, that could start any minute. Well, yeah. think, think about this with everyone canceling and playing in the spring. If the NFL. I'm just saying this, but if the NFL decides, look, we're going to cancel, we're going to wait till the spring to play, yeah. you're going to have the NFL and you're going to have the XFL going together. Yeah. And there's going to be so many sports. Once sports are back, once they open up everything, it's going to be like everything all at once. This podcast is going to explode after that. So, yeah. yeah. I just want to know when like fans can just, like, you imagine like the first game going back to like an oh, LSU game. Yeah. It's going to be in the wild. Uh, Tears chill. Another, another <laughs> concern we didn't really talk about was uh, if you have a spring season, 2021, you're going to have two football seasons. Like, that's going to be a whole – that's a whole other – That's what I was thinking about. Like, so we have a college football season in the spring. Are we going to have one in the fall? Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's so that, much. That's, yeah. that's one of the reasons why I don't want to want to play in the spring because it's going to put a lot on these players. It's going to yeah. – 
So many injuries. If you do that, good bottom March Madness. You can have March Madness. Baseball is going to everything's gonna be, everything's going to be pushed back yeah. until I, football is over. With. I think it would be a bad thing if it was like baseball, basketball, college all in the spring because it's like that's just too much. Yeah, yeah. It's, and then, it's and then so much sports. I guess fans won't be around anymore or yet. So this isn't football related, but congratulations, to Didi, bro, the goat. Oh yeah, forty-three she, years. She was the uh, yeah. gymnastics coach at LSU for like forty-three years. Oh really? Yeah. Dang. Nice. Retirement. Or a gymnastics a ni- school. Definitely the nicest coach ever. She's awesome. Really? I got to, uh, I interviewed her for a, um, I went to Louisiana LSU journalism camp in senior year of high school. And like she came in, she's like, I'm so fired up right now to get this interview. I was like, I had chills. I was like. She gave a speech for mm-hmm. our class for our, our uh, Zoom graduation. So she's awesome. Huh. She's the, the best. The journalism, the podcast was the, the that's, small that's embers were uh, yeah, that, that's no light. Stoked. No light. We could probably call her and get her on here. Yeah, that'd be cool. Probably I could, really yeah. want to get Jamal. That would be dope. Yeah. So many people would probably listen. <laughs> All right, moving on to something a little bit different. Kamala Harris uh, named Ooh. Joe Biden's. No, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All of our, our eyes were like, what? <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, 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 hey. This is live. Who are y'all voting for? This is sports. <laughs> Due to time constraints, we move forward in our programming. We touched on it a little bit earlier on to the NBA, the bubble. Uh, I think the regular season <laughs> is coming to a close, or the regular bubble season is coming to a close. Um, we're getting close to... Um, I mean the the most of the playoff berths have been clinched, so um, we're getting close to seeing who's going to make the cut here soon. And then is there? I'm not super familiar with what's going on. There's a play-in tournament too. If you miss the cut, or um, how does that work? Like for instance, we were talking about the Suns earlier. If they miss the cut these next couple weeks, which they are undefeated in the bubble, which is crazy. But if they miss the cut, do they get another tournament to play in for a berth, or are they out? I mean, if they're a nine seed or like ten seed? Right. Yeah, I, so I'm not sure. If they're the nine seed, they would play the eight seed. And if the eight seed won one game, eight seed's in. But if the ninth seed won the first game. game, they'd have to play another one to win. Okay. So it's, it's, a, be- it's a best two out of three, basically. Yeah, yeah. But if you're, for, the, for the eight seed, it's just one game. You have to win. Gotcha. So they would end up playing Memphis, probably, huh? Yeah. Or or the Blazers, Trailblazers, playing to lose which, to the Lakers. Damn, exactly. <laughs> That's what's going to be crazy. They're all these games, and it's going to end up being like the Lakers in Toronto or the Lakers and the Bucks. So I think it's probably going to end up being well. The Raptors are so the Raptors good. and Bucks are close. Yeah, That's I was I was going to say Lakers Bucks all the way. That was how I was, you know, earlier in the season. Um, I, I had Houston on the watch list too, but I don't, I don't think they can, they're not, they're not a good matchup for teams. Right. Yeah, Yeah, they're not. They've been struggling recently too. So Clippers are very good. I mean, you're looking at the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Bucks, and, uh, Boston is third in the East. Holy smokes. Out of nowhere. I think it's hilarious whenever people talk about the Clippers, like all season long, they've had injuries and they haven't had, like, their full team playing. Yeah. But, I mean, how long has this season gone on, including yeah. quarantine? It's been Almost forever. a year, yeah. yeah. And yeah. people are still talking about, well, once they get their full roster, they'll be good. Really? <laughs> well, at some point, <laughs> yeah. they're going to have to get everyone. And five, it hasn't five, happened, and it's been an entire year. So. Five months later. Yeah. Um, Pelicans, I mean, uh, 
not looking Boo. good. <laughs> yeah, they've been getting their cheeks clapped here lately. So Alvin Gentry's got to go. I think so. Mm-hmm. We were perfectly fine with Monty. Got that eight seed. I think the playoffs. That eighties yeah. last year, second last year, and then we got rid of him. We fired him. Still don't know. No, why. fired him after they made the playoffs. Everyone in the playoffs. Too. Yeah, we got yeah. we got we got a second round of the playoffs with him. Or no, no, that was a different year with Alvin. Yeah, that was yeah. But Monty was a good ass coach. The Suns. Really? Holy smokes. Mac just said the uh Monty's the coach for the Suns now. Alvin Gentry undefeated in the bubble. Alvin Gentry used to be an assistant for the Suns, I think. Yeah, everything's connected. What's crazy is the Suns were like hot garbage during the season and now they're like going on a super win streak. Devin Booker's all over social media. It's insanity. And uh, Washington, I mean, they don't have Bradley Bill. They are winless in the bubble. So, And uh, Sacramento, they only have one win. New Orleans are not far behind. They have two wins. And they've been getting destroyed, too. It hasn't been close. So, yeah. The the NBA playoffs are so long. Like, how is every round seven games? That makes no sense. Well, since they're in a bubble now, I don't think you should call the NBA Finals the NBA Finals this year. For this year only, call it the Bubble Bowl. Uh, that's the bubble ball. The bubble ball. Is that a reference? That's SpongeBob, right? Yeah, it's a SpongeBob, yeah, SpongeBob reference. Miami has also been uh, good. They have some good young players too. Derek Jones, airplane mode. Do so. they still have a uh, Jimmy Butler? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. they have a Tyler Hero. One time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call him Hood Tendencies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about Bull Bull? I keep seeing that stuff on Twitter for the Nuggets. Like he got tested for uh, drugs or something, huh? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. After his first game, he went off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just looks yeah. like an Out anomaly. Have y'all seen his dad's highlights? It's like a stick. Yeah. He like shot threes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he. What was his name? Bolt Manute Bull. Manute Bull. Uh, yeah. But uh, that that's one of the situations where he was helped by the pandemic because he was injured. And he wasn't playing, but since they moved the season a couple months, and he was able to play, he right? Had to rehab and everything. That uh, one thing we didn't talk about in the last podcast was the introduction to the the bubble with the Clippers and the Lakers facing off, and a fully rested LeBron absolutely dominating Kawhi Leonard that first game. I, I forgot to touch on it last time, but that was, I mean, like you let a fully rested LeBron into basically what is the playoffs? Like it's lockdown defense, so. I think that was like the first time I saw LeBron take over against Kawhi because yeah. Kawhi usually has his number. Yeah, all the way back yeah. to when he was at the Spurs and LeBron was at the Heat. Yeah, but yeah. they that famous video where he's checking he in. He's like twenty one, and LeBron's That's like, "What?" Wild. the fuck? Y'all realize the Lakers are literally the Hornets. They didn't have LeBron or the Pelicans. It's literally AD and a bunch of role players. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh yeah. 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 Minus, like minus like the Pelicans. I thought. Yeah, I thought you meant the Hornets, like no, the CP three. No, no. I was like, what? Minus, of course. The greatest role-playing point guard of all time. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. The goat. The goat. <laughs> Great hairline. Shout-out to Garrett Temple for still being in the league. That dude is – out of all the LSU players, I never would have thought he would have been here this long. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Who's he with now? He's at the Wizards, huh? Did he play with Charlie? He's at the Nets. No, Garrett Temple did not, but his older brother, Collis, played with Charlie. Hmm. Um, I think he was Collis Temple the third. Um, and then their dad also played a while ago. Yep, parents call us Temple. 
Yeah. Their dad was the first African American basketball player at LSU, so he created history. Wow, he did. Yeah. He it's paved, a great he, family. He walked so Shaq could run. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of LSU's basketball, didn't they just get three? Uh, we talked about it a little bit in the last one, but was, who, who, who'd they just get? Who came they, back? They, or yeah, yeah. Who came back? Yeah. Um, yeah. Watford, Javante Smart, and Darius Days. Yeah, I was with a. Um, a ball boy, I guess. Hopefully he doesn't hear this. <laughs> I, I messed up his title, and he was texting Watford for the decision. Really? They, they were in Houston working out for the NBA, but uh, yeah, they decided to come back. Well, yeah, Quinn. Will Wade said this is the best roster he's had at LSU. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is what happens when the players come back. You know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a good look at what the what it would be if players stayed all four years. Will so. Wade, just, he's in the time of. Auburn being a powerhouse, Kentucky being a powerhouse. Yeah. So, but this year, I think, nah, I say it every year, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we say it every year for LSU football, and look what happened. I, so. thought, I thought the best team was when we had Nas, uh, Bigby Williams, yeah. Tremont. Like, that, that's every one of the SEC. We beat Yale and Maryland. Yeah. And then we lost Michigan State. I just, uh, just saw a tweet. Um, since there's no Big Ten and Pac-12 football this year, there's no Rose Bowl this year. Oh, wow. Call it a grandma bowl now, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> the grandmommy of them all. It's the grandmommy. <laughs> it's the grandmommy of them all. I'm Keith Jackson. Uh, Pac-12, so soft. Yeah. That's that's going to suck. No Pac-12 after dark. I loved you watch an LSU game, get hammered, sober up. And what? like wake up at like midnight or one o'clock, and like it was like forty-seven to fifty-six, and Oregon's making a run, and Mike Leach is out there calling air raid offense plays out of nowhere. Yeah. Go to sleep thinking you won three hundred dollars. Washington's beating Hawaii, and you wake up and it's, go- it's gone. What a what a time! What and a time another nice when you also bet on Washington, and you go out and drop two hundred dollars because you think you won seven hundred. But you end up losing a total of three hundred, and you're just kind of sad for the rest of your life. Yeah, you regret everything. Have you been betting on NBA games at all? Oh, I've I'm, I do stocks now. This is the easiest, oh really? It's the easiest, safest way. Stocks only go up, man. But one of there's a new bookie I found, and he is tempting. So playoffs, you might be getting, <laughs> <laughs> might get a little bit of grace yeah. in the yeah, grace yeah. in the gambler. Alrighty, making a comeback. Well, we'll have to uh, get uh, some updates from you on that when when the playoffs start. There. One last thing, the PGA Championship this past weekend. A guy I've never heard of before won it. Brooks Kepka was closing in towards the end, wasn't he, Matthew? Choke. Yeah. Yeah, be, yeah He could have had the the three peat. Sam Burns is the uh, LSU goat who always is in top three until finishing Sunday. They don't finish like twelfth. Jeez, Smiley Kaufman could have won the Masters in 2016, and he was a um, he had like a two shot lead, or like he was yeah. second and second going into the final day, and he had a chance his first major. I think he was like twenty, like four, like twenty three years old. Mm-hmm. I misspoke earlier. Brooks Kepka was three under at the end of like final, and then uh, Dustin Johnson was eleven under, and then Morikawa was thirteen under to win it. What Marikawa? What was that? What was it Colin Moore? Colin Mark. Morikawa? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not good at these. His, obviously. His, uh, so. yeah, yeah. his eagle on was it sixteen or seventeen? Yeah, I think was it was sixteen. Nuts! It's so funny. I know he had, he had a really good drive on eighteen or something like that. Set him up. Yeah. 
Although, yeah. can you imagine winning your first major and having no one there to celebrate? Yeah, yeah. And then, and yeah. then, he, and then he, uh, when they gave him the trophy, he lifted it up and it broke on him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But it was cool because he he said he grew up or went to college, um, where it was in uh, uh, San Francisco. Is that right? The the. I'm gonna look it up. I think it was. I think it was San Francisco. Oh, he but, went to he went to Berkeley. Um, but he was just saying how he grew up playing there all the time, and so for him to win his first his first major there, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's the. Awesome. Um, he's. I the, think uh, he was the Ford youngest. Park. Yeah, no, he, uh, Tiger and uh, Jordan were the youngest. Uh, they, they won the Masters at 21. He's the third youngest to win a major. To win a major. He was um, the fourth person to win the PGA Championship in the stroke play era before the age of 24 after Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods, and Rory McIlroy. Damn. Yeah. Congratulations to him. Uh, I might have said it in the other podcast, but golf is crazy because, like, you'll be following guys that you like, Tony Finau and DeChambeau, and they'll be leading the pack, and then, like, the final round, they'll screw up, and then some guy named Colin Morikawa will come Morikawa. <laughs> and win out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, golf is the, exciting. The, the next f- the next few months, I think there's five ma- five majors in eight months or something like that. I mean, it's packed with golf. No, so. no, it's like five majors in like three months. The Masters is going to be in November. No, no, it's uh, it's three majors and yeah, three majors in about three months. I think uh, they're okay. doing a major each month. September they're gotcha. going to do the oh, the uh, U.S. Open, and then in November they're going to do the uh, Masters. Bryson Shambo's favored for all you sports betters out there. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. He got swole. He gained like 40 pounds or something like that yeah. during the quarantine because he just worked out the whole time. I think he worked out three or four times a day and ate like 3,000 calories a day. Jeez. Yeah. Probably juicing too, but you know, Definitely. it's golf. <laughs> um, I, I heard on the golf course playing this past weekend that they've moved back tee boxes because he can, like off the tee, he can hit at 350. Did just driving regularly, so did y'all see he broke his driver just by leaning on yeah, it? Yeah, he was leaning oh. on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's that forty extra pounds, man. He's not used to it. Someone told me he was hanging out with Barry Bonds. I can't confirm <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. With that, great talking to you guys. Grayson Miller, Charlie Thompson's brother, Mac Thompson. Thank you guys for coming on. Appreciate having y'all. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, guys. We'll definitely hear from y'all later on as sports progress. So always a pleasure to have y'all. And uh, thanks for coming on. And that is our show. Thank you all for listening once again. Thanks. Shout out to Mac and Grayson for coming on the show. Um, always enjoy having them. Looks like football's on the way. We're four months away from the NFL, so... Got stuff to look forward to. The NBA bubble is, you know, working out just fine. Have some intense and great basketball going on. And uh, golf is on the way, to Mike Tyson is fighting a shark this week for Shark Week. Um, great stuff. So, <laughs> once again, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. It's the thrill of one more kill, the last one to find.